They stole through the night, thankful for the cool air and the light drizzle damping down the usual garbage stench that made the cramped side streets of the Mexican border city so noisome. A dog howled and was silenced with a whine. A light briefly showed, then a door slammed shut. In the background could be heard the hum of faint sounds, the strained heartbeat of this broken city. Far away, the sound of a truck engine receded into the distance as it continued its long journey south. A few miles to the north lay the broad sweep of the border that led to paradise, to North America, Norte Americano. But here was no paradise. This was the United Mexican States. Most people knew it as Mexico, a country of billionaires and paupers, and of hard-working paisans, farmers, cooks, cleaners, truck drivers, and auto workers, and a country of drug shippers, dealers, growers, enforcers, and the vast infrastructure that supported the most powerful and most feared business in the country. Some economists estimated that illicit drugs constituted more than half of Mexico's GDP. The men who traveled through the tired streets this night were one tiny link in that industry. Although Jaime Morales, a twenty-year veteran, would not see himself as a tiny link in anything. He'd entered the business at age five, when he ran ten-peso bags for the older boys, avoiding the gaze of the local police. A brush with the cops meant a bribe, and that hit the profits hard. The federales were even worse, as they'd want a regular part of the take. Young Jaime had avoided all of that. He was too young and too innocent to fall under suspicion. He'd risen rapidly through the ranks, making his bones at the age of eleven by killing a rival supplier. Eight years later, he earned the respect and awe of his peers, killing a too greedy cop. Jaime was tough, fearless, and vastly experienced, so much so that he now owned a sizable chunk of the organization, both selling product locally and shipping it across the border. He was in process negotiating for a valuable shipment that had come up from Colombia, packed in innocent cartons of infant formula. Under his crumpled, sweat-stained shirt, he had the greenbacks tucked into a specially constructed vest, a half million dollars, U.S. He looked at his companions. In fact, his muscled bodyguard, Enrico, who had paused and was looking behind them. He looked concerned. What's wrong? I don't know, Jaime. I thought I heard something, maybe someone following us. They waited, but Morales heard nothing. He playfully punched his man on the arm. You're hearing things, my friend. There's nothing there. Let's get going. We don't want to be late. 
They rounded a corner and stopped. A black Hummer SUV was parked right across the road so as to block it with its steel immensity. Eight men stood across the road in a line, dressed in a variety of civilian clothing, but alike in a single detail. They were all armed. Jaime started to move a hand toward the pistol in his belt, a Glock 17 he always carried, but stopped. Enrico was swinging his own weapon, an Ingram Mac-10 machine pistol, from under his coat, but Jaime stopped him too. Wait, not now. There are too many of them. We'll go back. They turned to go back the way they'd come, but four more men stood blocking their escape. Like the ones in front, they were all armed.